Blog Talk Radio. Today, we are going to go into detail because there are powers to your heart. Are you aware of the hidden powers? 
There are seven secret powers of your heart, the skills that are contained within. It's not just the organ that beats lifeblood through your body. There's so much more to it than that. And we will be speaking about that in a few moments, so stay tuned. This is your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest is Shai Tabuli. Chakra expert, spiritual teacher, authority in the field of Kundalini and the subtle body system. He lives in Berlin where he runs a school for spiritual development and holds seminars, trainings, satsangs, and retreats. And since 2000, he's worked with people from all around the world, accompanying them on their spiritual path. He's written 20 books on spirituality and self-development, including Wake Up World, a bestseller in Israel, and The Seven Wisdoms of Life, winner of the USA Best Books Award and finalist for the Book of the Year Award. His newest book, launching pretty much as we speak, (laughs) Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart, is our topic for discussion. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Shai. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? (laughs) I'm doing doing wonderful. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. More thrilled to have you. I have to say your book, uh, Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart. It is a wonderful book. It is short, succinct, and I will say most powerful. There are meditations at the end of each section allowing us to open and expand our heart through questions that we don't often, if ever, even think to ask ourselves. I find it to be very experiential in that if you read it and use the meditations, exercises, even just once, you will notice a difference. And I very much enjoyed the experience of both reading and doing. And my question, my first question for you is with over 20 other books to your credit, how did you come to write this book? Well, it's... uh... First of all, I'm, I'm delighted to hear all that, all that you have to say about the book. Uh, actually, to, to be honest, uh, I, I've published uh, 23 books, and this is one of my favorites. The one, the one that, uh, one of the, the books that are uh, the closest to my heart. <laughs> In uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and I think uh, I, I came to, to write the book, this book because, uh, um, because of uh, um, a certain observation that I had uh, about people uh, who, I, uh, who I was working with for many years. 
the the thing is that uh, that what I what I noticed is that uh, people who came close to, to spirituality, spiritual practice, uh, positive thinking, and so on, all, all this kind of uh, of uh, refined type of self work have reached a, a point in which they, they started experiencing themselves uh, as uh, hypersensitive, uh, quite weak and vulnerable. And, uh, and that um, was, was uh, puzzling me because uh, I, I was looking for a certain source of power in their being that could be uh, still also completely spiritual and completely refined, which means that, that they do not need to toughen up. Uh, and on the other hand, they don't need to hide away from the world. So I think that this book uh, was the result of, uh, of my encounter with, with people uh, in my search to, to, to find for them uh, their, their source of true self-empowerment. It's amazing. This book is so amazing because in the, in the way that it is so succinct, it gives so much information. And as I said at the start of the show, you know, we're always talking about living from your heart, but I don't think many people actually get that. And for me, when we live from our hearts, I believe we're putting aside all our judgments, our beliefs that are not serving us well, you know, when we truly come from that space of love in the way we see others, the way we hear them, but truly listen, that's when, for me, we're really experiencing our own full potential, our limitlessness. And in doing so, again, this is just for me, we provide that to others through the energy of our own being, which helps the other person experience their truth, their authentic and limitless self. And that's so that's kind of my take about, you know, living from your heart. How about you? <laughs> okay. um, yes, I, for me, living from the heart means uh, first, first and foremost, uh, living from our, our core, from our innermost. The uh, heart uh, literally uh, means, uh, means the core or the center of anything, when we say the, to, to, to go into the, the heart of the problem or the heart of the matter, it means to, to, to reach, to reach uh, the core of, of, of the matter. So it means to, to be able to connect with, uh, with our innermost part, our most intimate part, which, is, uh, which also determines the way we actually uh, perceive everything and uh, and and um, also what we can call our deepest knowing or our deepest uh, connection with everything. And when I is, speak of, of yes, please. I, I was just going to ask: Is that what you mean by you call the heart the body of knowing? Exactly. Exactly. What I say is that. Uh, we are we we so we tend to get uh, so confused and and doubtful because whenever we try to become decisive or confident or or to know something for sure, we turn to our mind. And when we turn to our mind, we we find there mostly contradictions. We have uh, all kinds of uh, of thoughts that are fighting against one another, 
and we most certainly cannot find there something that we can call knowing. So here I talk about about a, a, a knowing that that goes beyond um, thinking about things. And when we when we connect with our heart, we find a place where we know things, know certain things without a doubt. And this this kind of knowing cannot be overshadowed. Overshadowed. It cannot be taken away by by some kind of fleeting thought. Okay, so now we know there are seven secret powers of the heart. How is this, did you come up with these, this is going to sound weird probably, <laughs> but when <laughs> when I write, I find that I am given information. I really don't believe I'm actually making it up and writing. I think I'm just taking transcription from the universe. So I'm wondering, did you come up with these through the, all the work that you've done, or was it somehow just like channeled to you to write these, especially in the order that they're in. It seems to be in a progressive order. Well, I, I never, I never know uh, whether uh, whether it is channeled uh, uh, in, in 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 such a clear way. All all I know is that uh, is that I basically connect to, to to this innermost innermost place, which is. Uh, linked to, to to the soul, which is linked to to the source of the universe, and then and then clarity comes. You see, so yeah. So then, this, in this way, this this book came into being. Uh, I wouldn't say that uh, there are necessarily only seven powers of the heart, but they are definitely the most fundamental ones to to begin with. They are enough to, to activate our heart as, as the source of our self-empowerment. They're fabulous. They really are. I, I, you know, you don't want to put this book down. You just want – I read it for the show, but I have to tell you, it is not going to go too far because I will be reading it again to do the, the exercises throughout because I love it when you connect to your heart. I love that feeling of being in that space and coming from that space of love and not having to have the fear, taking the time to take a breath and really put yourself into that space. It feels really terrific and it is very healing. And there are so many studies on how much the heart has really more to do with the way that we live and what we do than the brain, but we as humans just get too analytical. And, and I know I certainly do that. But I'd like to talk about the seven secrets of the heart individually, if we may. Yes. So the first is heart wisdom. And you suggest the reader compile a book of knowing. And you say in the seven secrets that the day will come when the reader will embody their book of knowing and become their knowing or their full embodied soul. So this, yeah. I don't even really, I mean, I'm going to ask you this question. And, and I don't think there's an answer because what my question is, when is that day? Is that something that people will have an aha moment and know, wow, okay, I've embodied my soul, or is that when we actually cross over to the other side? Well, it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a sort of a, of a generated momentum that, uh, that if, we, if we speak uh, very uh, powerfully and faithfully to, to what we know, to, to uh, 
to uh, certain things that, that we know without a doubt, and we do need to, to ask ourselves, because we have those things that, that we know even when we're confused. Certain convictions uh, that, that we do not even understand where they stem from, and still we have them deep inside us. Some of us know, for example, without a doubt, that they are souls, uh, embodied souls. Some, some know that, uh, that, uh, that only love matters. And these kinds of, of, of convictions, they, they can withstand any kind of, uh, of uh, mental or emotional turmoil or any uh, turn of events in our life. Now, if we stick to, to these types of, uh, of, of uh, knowing, uh, eventually we, we merge with them, you see? We, um manage to to go beyond or free ourselves from from the tyranny of uh, of thoughts and emotions and um and remain one with our knowing and this we we manage to to reach when we of course do that in moments of truth when we uh, feel ourselves the weakest or most exposed to, to, to mental turmoil or emotional turbulence. If we stick to that, at a certain point, that, that knowing is, is who we are. When we compile this book of knowing, we, we actually ask ourselves questions to get there. If I were an all-knowing teacher, how would I answer my mind's questions? so that we're actually teaching ourselves that which we already know, but we're bringing it to the surface, correct? Exactly, exactly. And we, and we know and we really know enough, you see. We just uh, don't, don't tend to, to recognize that or to admit that to ourselves. Uh, we tend to, to under, understate what we know and, uh, and then in moments of truth, we begin to be confused because because we have uh, uh, sometimes uh, uh, regarded certain certain types of, of deeper knowing as uh, some some kind of an experience that we had yesterday or ten years ago. But these these even even strong experiences they remain in us eventually as essential truths that we can explicate and, and, and remain loyal to. And in your book, in order for people to do this particular exercise, you have a yes. list of questions, yes. which is great, so people can do that. Okay. And you say, you know, do it gradually, because these things will come up over time. But more importantly, you'll have a book to go to, which really validates that, you know, you can have the confidence and you have the ability to overcome all that you've already overcome and will get through challenges much more easily. So to me, that, that kind of encompasses the book of knowing as well, does it not? Uh, uh, exactly, exactly. It is yep. simply... Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that, that was the first secret. And, and after that, I just couldn't put the book down because it just got better from there. The next one is uh, the strength in vulnerability. And you state that we're unbreakable when we are vulnerable. And I love the way you explained this in the book. It makes so much sense. It is so logical. When we're living with an open heart, 
it is virtually impossible to get hurt because you have a, yes. a, a different perspective and an understanding. You're living in pure love. So that means not living in fear, no anger, no judgment. And overall, again, this is just yes. me, it's about compassion and acceptance. Yes, yes. Isn't that amazing? Because, because we, our mind tells us that, that the best strategy to, to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves, and to be strong in the world is by, is by toughening up and, uh, and, uh, and closing our hearts. And so, so then we, in a way, we manage to, uh, to prevent our uh, most delicate parts uh, from uh, being hurt. But the more we try to do that, and we all know that from, from our own direct experience, the more we become sensitive and, uh, and delicate. And people uh, reach a, a, eventually a certain state in which any kind of small insult, any kind of, uh, of a negative word could shake them for, for, for several days. So this is obviously a bad strategy. <laughs> and we need to, to try to, to test for ourselves the, the, the very opposite direction, which is literally also physically. And here I'm, I'm talking a lot about, uh, about an actual physical gesture of our chest and our heart to open, open that chest, open the heart, and see how when it remains open, it actually, uh, uh, all, all of the negativity is, uh, is immediately washed away. And we actually begin to, to enjoy it instead such the warmth of remaining loving and forgiving in, in every condition. And it, it really strengthens relationships because even the worst of relationships. I recently had someone who came at me with information and it was, they were coming from a place of fear. And I knew that. And in that moment, I knew don't go back in fear because I usually tell people there's two emotions, fear and love. You can be in fear and you're going to be stuck there and you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to be happy. Or you can move over to the commuter lane, which is, the lane of love, because that's the lane when you're in flow, complete alignment, and you're moving along your path fluidly. And I knew when that person was speaking to me that I had to go back to that person with information from a different perspective. And from, it was from the perspective of love. And it was, it was actually very easy to do, strangely. Mm-hmm. And I've done it since with a lot of other people. And I find that it stops things immediately it neutralizes everything the situation and and some people will say things like yeah i couldn't have done that or or you're a better person than i am i wouldn't have done that but they will and they would if they just got into that mode because it's it does take effort to get yourself out of being human and, and pull yourself into your heart but if you just take that breath and realize this can be neutralized and it doesn't have to be as bad as I think it's going to be. And the exercises that you offer in the book show how to do this. It is amazing. And it does bring strength and vulnerability and you don't get hurt. You really don't. You just don't. It's Mm. hard to explain, but I mean, you did a great job. I'm not, but you did a great job explaining it in the book. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. 
you're welcome. Yeah, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is so wonderful the way you describe it because, because you are actually describing one of, one of the, the, the other secrets uh, uh, of the heart, which is the heart is a transformer. But uh, I guess that we'll get, we'll get to it soon. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I do love the order of the book. I have to say, it flows. Everything just flows right into one another, and I think that that's great, the way that the, the different secrets come up. It doesn't go all over the place. You actually can see how you build upon it, if you will. Uh, and the third one being freedom through forgiveness. This is really important, yeah. but people tend to yeah. think that forgiveness equates to condoning the actions of others, and that's, that's just not it. But you articulated, yeah. articulated it so well in your book, so please do elaborate on this one. Yes, we, and not only people think that, uh, that it, is, uh, it is condoning others' uh, uh, deeds, but, but they also think that, that this puts them in, a, in, a, in the weak position, in, a, in, the, in, the, in the position of the ones who, who, who've lost, you see, that they will, who, uh, now, now not only that those people uh, uh, harm them, they are now also uh, come out victorious because because we we don't hold grudge anymore. We think that holding grudge and then remaining bitter and revengeful that, that keeps us in in any way in a in a position of power. But that again, this is the irony that everything that we we believe that makes us powerful actually makes us weaker. So this is a. a I, I love and, and also in the book uh, I use the story to, to tell the, the story of a, a, a wonderful woman called the Eva Mendes Ford, and mm-hmm. she she was uh, she died a few years ago and and she was a, a Holocaust survivor. She was in a, in Auschwitz. She was a part of the, the Joseph Mengele experiment, and uh, and. This unbelievable woman uh, came one day to 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 a trial that uh, that that took took place a few years ago, a trial in which uh, um, the the bookkeeper the uh, the one who was called the bookkeeper of Auschwitz uh, was uh, was under under trial, and uh, and she actually approached him. And hugged him and kissed him, and she told him that she forgave him. And of course, that that amazed everyone. And then people with their what we can call their rational minds would say that that she that this was crazy. That uh, that this was mm-hmm. you 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 had to to keep that that vengeful thought. You had to uh, to to remain hateful. But she, uh, when when she was asked what exactly uh, what exactly motivated her, she said that this was her only way to finally not be the prisoner of Auschwitz. Mm. And 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 this statement is is so so wise because she actually realized the, this this power of the heart that by forgiving you you completely free yourself from the past. That you, um, as long as you don't forgive, you remain tied, tied in to, to, your, to your victimizer, to your past, and you cannot be free. So 
so and and by by being capable of, of forgiving you become so much bigger and greater in power than than your victimizer and your memory you see mm-hmm. oh yeah that that that, that, that gives you that, that means that that you that you have become so so big that you can actually contain include and transcend all that so um but for that, of course, we need to we need to really test that for ourselves. In that particular story, when I was reading it, it is so moving, and it brings tears to your eyes. And when you read that, you realize if this woman can forgive a Nazi, oh my gosh, you know, there's nobody that's done anything that horrible to me that I I can't forgive them. <laughs> so exactly. you realize that. All of these things are so in life that we, you know, and it's hard. It's hard to forgive sometimes because you can't let go of the anger. But that's the thing to get rid of the you have to get rid of the anger, I think, before you can forgive, because you can't forgive if you're still if you're still brooding about it. It's really not forgiveness. You think you might have, but you haven't fully. So to have her do that years later and forgive him in a court in front of all these people, hug him and kiss him and realize that he's a human being and he was here doing the job he was put forth to do. It it was, was huge. And of course you offer two exercises to go along with secret number three, freedom through forgiveness. And they letting go of the expectation and forgiving it actively. Those are the two exercises, letting go of the expectation and forgiving actively, both of which are very powerful. And the first is Mm. quite thought provoking, but most importantly, (laughs) even just reading it and doing it, not the whole thing, but thinking of a couple of things, they work. They absolutely work. And I think that's what I love most about your book. There's nothing here that is so difficult to do. It's not. It's, it, these are quick and they're easy and you can do them every day. And you will get quicker at it because you'll know how to get into your heart space quicker and you'll do it more actively if you're practicing it throughout the day. And that, I think, is what is the best part of this book, which is only about 120 pages long. It's not even a long yeah. book. And there are pictures, and it's a short, it's a, it's a little book, so it's not like it's a, you know, a, a regular sized book. It's a smaller book, so it's really not long at all. But it is chock full of information that is just so wonderful, and I loved that. And I love the exercises that you gave on letting go of the expectation and forgiving actively. That has to be one mm-hmm. of the major keys in opening your heart, is it not? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh... If you if if we manage to 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 forgive fully, because as you say, uh, we, uh, many people can say yes, I I forgive or I'm I'm letting go, but but forgiving fully means that that you have nothing that remains in your heart. It it, it, it clears away completely any kind of of connection to to the psychological content of the memory, and that that such a tremendous freedom that it it is actually. A, a key to uh, to to learning what love is. Mm. And all of these things, all of these things, I, I'm going to guess, and there's probably not a lot of science behind this one, but all of these things, uh-huh. if you do them, it 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 is it reduces stress. That I know for sure. 
But it also, because of that, will prevent diseases. I guarantee it. I know we can't say that and say scientifically it's been proven, but I would bet, I would bet that all of these things, living in this way consistently, keeps diseases at bay. They will not manifest because you're living too much in love. Exactly. By the way, in terms of this, because as you said at the beginning, I, I work a lot with chakras. In terms of chakras, uh, when we remain stuck just, just below the, the, the level of the chest, which is the third chakra, then uh, and, and it means that, that we remain uh, confined in our sense of individuality and, uh, and try all the time to protect ourselves and to and to separate ourselves, this, this actually is a source of great, uh, of many great diseases and psychosomatic illnesses. And that's why when we move upward to the level of the heart, we actually free ourselves from this uh, uh, illness causing uh, factor. Yes, and, and the, going from the solar plexus to the heart, and the solar plexus, of course, is the chakra that is the DNA chakra. So right there, you know, you're not going to regenerate anything that's mutated. It's all going to regenerate as, as cells replenish themselves into, you know, yeah. healthy, optimum health cells. So, yeah, I just, I really felt that the, um, the fourth or the, 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 the third secret was probably the one that really opens up the heart almost the most mm. because it's it's a hard thing to do but the realization to do it once you do it really well then you kind of want to do it for other people and things and instances exactly. because it feels so good and then we move on yes, to yes. the yes the fourth secret the ability to love now i love this mm. secret because it's really not a secret at all is it i mean our heart is always ready to love even when we think it's not but you go ahead and explain <laughs> it because again you did it so beautifully in the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, th this is a very important one because because many people uh, tend to to get caught in a sort of a, of a self improvement, eternal self improvement uh, uh, process, feeling that that they first need to to receive, they first need to go through a certain healing, they, that they, that they, they feel a certain lack within themselves. And then they, they put themselves in a, in a state of waiting, waiting for the, for the day in which they will be able to finally love others. But then they say, uh, uh, so long as I, I, don't, I cannot really love myself, how can I love others, and so on and so on. And that is uh, actually very far from, from the reality of the heart. And, and this is something I think that, that, uh, that, uh, that is the underlying uh, lesson of the heart. With the heart, everything is actually extremely accessible here and now. We always think that, that we need to go through many great processes. And as you say, this, this book is, shows how direct and easy we, uh, our, uh, our contact with our heart is. So when we begin to contact the heart, we realize that it is not a place of plaque. It is not really a sort of a hole in, inside our chest, but it is it is a source of all the emotions that we that we have ever wished to receive from our environment. Love, generosity, the giving, healing, 
uh, embracing all that is uh, a light within our innermost core. And when we tap into it, we realize that we can do it right now. And we have uh, enough examples uh, in our history and also, and also from, in, from our own life that when we really needed to, to become available for others, we managed to do that. You see? And, and mm -hmm. sometimes even if, for example, for example an, an, a mother who is completely tired and, uh, and, uh, and, and on the verge of, of a complete breakdown, but when her child meets her, she usually finds the, the, this, this force inside her because, because we, we can tap into it at, at any given moment. That, of course, doesn't exclude the need for, for self-healing processes, but it, it, it does uh, mean that we do not need to wait. And, you know, all the time we hear people saying, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. You have to love yourself first. And I have to be honest, I never really understood that. I really didn't, because even when you're, you know, not happy with yourself, you can love your pet. You can love your kid, your baby, you know, but you, you might not be in love with you. You might not be happy with you. You might not be loving you at the moment. But when you give, when you give love, you can grow the love of yourself. So I never understood why you have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. And that always never made sense to me. And I loved the explanation you wrote in the book. And I thought, okay, good. Now, now there's somebody who's stating it the way that it makes sense because you don't have to love you first. You don't, you'll be waiting forever. We all have moments and times when we're not going to be happy with ourselves and right. We're just like, we're not happy with everyone that we have relationships with all the time. You know, you can't love everybody all yeah. the time. You, you love them, but you don't necessarily like what they're doing, but you can't, you can't wait around for that and think, well, I have to wait. I have to wait. We'd all be waiting forever. There wouldn't be people. We wouldn't be as far and along here, as we are. And, and here's a wonderful, a wonderful secret that, that, that when we begin to give, we begin to love ourselves because we are so lovable. You see, the, 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 we love being connected to our hearts. And, and as soon as we are connected to our hearts, we, it, it's very easy to love ourselves. The, it's the, very easy to connect to your heart. <laughs> Sorry? It's very easy to connect to your heart, too. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh, actually, the, the heart is, is, is so easy to connect to that, that as soon as we speak of it, immediately that, that center within our chest is very stimulated. We can feel that, uh, that center responding because it is, it is just waiting, craving to, <laughs> for attention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we go from this, the ability to love to secret number five, which is emotional transfer, transformation. So the flow is there. It is, this is such a quick and easy process to open the heart, to neutralize negativity, and to transform it for positive impact. You know, everybody needs to understand this one and practice it often. It is a game changer for our life. It truly is. So tell us about that one. Well, that, that is, that is a, a, a very important principle that tells us that the, that the heart is a transformer. 
which means that, that as soon as we place ourselves in the heart, and, and here I'm, again, I'm speaking uh, literally, uh, physically, placing ourselves uh, at the center of our chest and, and begin and, and begin to beginning to um, identify with the heart rather than with uh, with the other parts of our being and and, uh, and emotions here or thoughts there. What happens is that the heart basically sucks into it any kind of of negativity, and it just it, it's almost like a, a, a uh, sucking something into into a sort of a, of a great transformer that that uh, that turns it into something else, and it always turns it into into uh, warmth and and beauty and uh, and and of course love. So this is what I talk about uh, as the the magnetic force of of the heart, and and we can do that whenever we experience negative emotions. We simply need to place ourselves in the heart and and activate this magnetic force and and see how basically nothing can resist this this power, this energy. It is it is it can overcome because love is is the essential uh, the essential material from which everything is built. And then it it simply it simply disintegrates any kind of, of density that uh, uh, that let's say pretends to be not love. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um it's such a great to be able to to go through the process of this one, the exercise of this one, because mm. it takes everything from the other secrets that you've done thus far and brings it to a place where now you see how it works. Now you feel how it works. Now you see the difference that you've made in your life through that transformation process. So it's, it's very quick and very easy and it's something that, you know, we can all practice quite easily and have a better life. I'm going to say instantaneously, if you just, you know, do it a couple of times a day, or even if you start out once a week, I mean, try it. Once you like it, it, it will become probably addicting to want to do it so that you see the transformation in your own life, you know? And that leads mm -hmm. us right into the sixth secret, which is the empowerment without limits. Now, this is probably the most thought-provoking of all the secrets. You start with asking the reader to honestly answer the question, what is the source of energy, the impetus, and motivation for everything you do in life? And while it's a very mm -hmm. simple answer, and I say it so often on the show, people don't hear it. And so I decided I'd ask a couple of people this question. So I, I asked about a half a dozen people this past week. And many of them uh -huh. looked at me like a deer looking into headlights. They didn't know what I was talking about to even ask that question. And then one person really responded very quickly, and he said, money, T, what do you mean? The world revolves around money. It's all about money. And I just had to laugh uh -huh. because he was being so <laughs> honest. And this is, this is the why he does what he does. That's his why. And it seems to be what's important to him. But it is so far from the secret of number six now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> that, that's a, a very good, good, good example uh, for for living on uh, on on 
a source of, of energy that eventually eventually uh, could only uh, uh, disappoint us. The, the thing is, uh, you, you know that, that, that there are all these uh, countless uh, reports of uh, near-death experience uh, mm -hmm. in which people people return and they, and they always always repeat this one mantra, one statement that what they were told by by the heavens was that that the only thing that you are tested uh, for the the only thing that that you are questioned there is how much uh, you love and that that is basically the only measurement that uh, that uh, that would count uh, in the heavens when we die now of course uh, we don't need to, to go that far but what is important here is to is to understand that that too many people, and he will return to the reality of the third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, that too many people rely on willpower and ambition. And, uh, and when they wake up in the morning, it's because they want to achieve certain things, so they're, they're also, some, some don't even have that, and it's just a sort of, uh, of an automatic uh, 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 process to wake up because they just woke up because they're alive. But the heart tells us something very different. It tells us that, that we can connect to what, what uh, can be called the first cause of the universe. I say that, uh, that I say, my heart says <laughs> that, uh, that the reason that something came out of nothing, the reason that the universe uh, uh, erupted from the, from the source of, of existence is, is love. And that this is the, the only uh, reasonable why that our heart really recognizes. So when we, uh, we begin to, to contact that, and, and this is so easily done, we, we suddenly realize that, that every small action that, that, we, that we do, even right now also, by the way, talking, talking with you, uh, can can be um, uh, so uh, empowered by just adding this simple motivation. I do this because of love. I do this out of love. And we don't need to, to even understand what we're saying because our heart immediately recognizes the language. So of course we do it because we love, because the, the, that's why one should wake up in the morning in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that one was great because of that, the fact that we, if you just be love, and I'm always telling people, can't you just be love? Just be love. Just be love. And then you are love. You're made from love. Your energy is love. You are actually love. So just be what you are. Be love. I get a lot of scuffle about that, but that's okay. <laughs> Especially the gentleman who just, you know... It's, it's money, see. It's not love. It's money. And I'm like, well, it might be love of money, but you know. <laughs> and yes, then we come to the yes, final yes. secret: loving yourself. Now, I want to ask you: Do you find that this particular secret is the one where most people have most difficulty? Um, not the most of the difficulty, but it is one of the most persistent uh, difficulties uh, that I have ever found in people. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Tell us about this yes, one. Uh, 
Yes, well, uh, self-acceptance and self-love are basically, and I'm going to be provocative for, for one second, uh, they are uh, uh, impossible uh, to do. Nobody can, can really, can really uh, do that, and, and that is why people find it so difficult. This is because when we try to, when I, I say I want to accept myself, this is already, uh, I'm already split. This, this part in me that, that is the eye is, is, uh, is, is a sort of uh, 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 um, a bundle, it, it is a bundle of, of, of all kinds of, uh, of judgments and comparisons that, that we have uh, um, assimilated from our environment, from society, from our, our childhood and so on. And this is not really us. And then when we try to accept ourselves through our mind, this, this, is, this is impossible. But in our heart, we actually don't live in duality with ourselves. We are, we are ourselves. And that's why I say that the heart mantra here is, I am myself. It's as simple as that. And what, what else could I be? So when we... Uh, we think that uh, that I need to, to accept myself. We begin to to again enter a state of eternal waiting. We always wait for the moment in which we become worthy of that love, and it never really comes. And in the heart, the heart perspective is is immediately self-embracing because it cannot be anything but ourselves. That probably is, is is a tough note to end on because <laughs> I think people are going to be like, what? <laughs> and here's the thing. You have to buy the book. You have to buy the book and read this because, again, it's really short. It is succinct, but it is so powerful. The, the way it is written and the, the exercises, and nobody wants to hear about exercises or practices or what you may have to do. You don't have to do them. Just read the book. It, that alone is going to create a transformation. You will want to participate in the meditations. You will want to try out the exercises that are so quick and easy to do because they are such a good feeling thing. And you'll want to incorporate it into your daily life. I can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour, Shy. Any final thoughts yes. for our listeners? Any final thoughts? I, I would just say that there is a, there is one sentence that I want to to leave the listeners with. It is yes. from a movie that that I that I, I love so much that is called the adaptation, and it is a, and it is a, a certain moment in which the the hero of that movie says, "You are what you love, not what loves you." Oh, and this is such, that's true. such a marvelous statement because because you are what you love, not what loves you. Means that that we, well, as long as we think that our heart depends and needs to to be loved, uh, that that is a complete illusion. Our deepest need, the deepest need of our heart is to love. And when we begin to recognize it, uh, our search for love becomes so much more conscious and uh, and and well-directed. And what a beautiful quote to end on. That is really beautiful. I love that. And it's very, very true. So thank you for that. Um, 
But before we, we sign off, I also would like to ask you to tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and your work and where they may purchase your book, Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart. Well, there is a, I have a, a website that is, uh, that is uh, shytubali.com, and, uh, and I can be also found on, uh, um, on Facebook. And they actually, and this is something that I would like to, to refer, uh, refer the listeners to, where uh, there, there are two uh, guided uh, meditations from the book on YouTube. And they, they are very um, um, uh, gradual and, and, and they can be followed. And one of them is called the basic heart activation and the other one is called the heart gym exercise. Both of them are from the book, and they are really great uh, ways to to open your day. <laughs> they are. I checked it out. <laughs> 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 so I know that they are, and I will continue to do them because they are they are just so wonderful. I thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, it, it's really been a thrill having you on. I, I absolutely adore your book. I do. This book is not going anywhere. I will share it with people to. They can hold it and look at it, but they can't borrow it. They're going to have to go get their own copy. <laughs> I really, I really like it that much, and I don't say that all that often. So, you know, thank you so much for taking time to be here. And if you just hold on for a few minutes while I do the outro, I'll, I'll, um, I'll talk to you after the show. Thank you, Shai. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. you you're welcome. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts and labyrinth walks please check out soji huggles children's foundation where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100 percent. we are run solely by volunteers there are no salaries stipends or compensation of any kind to anyone you'll learn about our fundraising campaigns and you can see exactly where the money goes and how it helps kids in need at soji huggles we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today so thank you for taking time to visit our website sojihuggles.org don't forget to follow me on twitter at both at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.